0: Man, we're so glad to have you guys today, and who would like for 2019 to be your best year yet? Anybody, anybody up for that? I, 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 know, I know for me that is the case, but let me ask this. How many of you still have Christmas decorations up? Not going to be your best year. Not, you might as well go ahead and leave. This isn't for you. I'm just kidding. Um, there's something about a new year. It's, it's, it's like we get a reset. Uh, a blank slate, you know, it's just, it's fresh. It's, it's a fresh start to a new year. And, uh, and, and I love that. It comes every year, a new opportunity. And um, here's a few resolutions I read online that, that might help you and inspire you. One person said, um, This year, my resolution is to think of a different password other than password. <laughs> Any of you guys have that problem? Uh, someone said, This year, my resolution is to do less laundry and more deodorant. Come on, single guys in the room. Is that you? This one really inspired me. This year, my resolution is to not spend every weekend sitting in my living room wearing PJs. Instead, I'll also spend time in the kitchen and bedroom, too. So, <laughs> And lastly, someone said, my resolution is to learn what the word resolution means. Good luck to that person. That's kind of sad. 80% of goals or resolutions are abandoned by February. Did you know that? 80%... Of people that set these goals and resolutions, this year's going to be my year. By February, it's over. In fact, I, I can show you a, a little example of this. This is the gym I go to. This was just in. This was December when I was there. Um, should have a picture here in just a second. Yeah, that's that's my gym in in December. Nobody shows up. But look what happens in January. In January. <laughs> And I'm the big guy there working out hard. That's me and Ron, our executive pastor, we and have, we have weird workouts. But um, anyway, then back to February, it's empty again. Everyone just gives up. Everyone quits. Everyone stops. But let's talk about what are some of the most common goals. One, there, there's three boxes I have here that kind of illustrate them. The first one is to learn. One of the most common goals that people said is this year I'm going to read more, I'm going to learn more, I'm going to, I'm going to have a better education, uh, I'm going to do whatever it takes to be a learner. So let me just give a shout out, one way you could do that is we've started something called the SoCo Leadership Academy, you can go on our website, and, and it's a Sunday night class where you're going to learn about the Bible, and also learn how to be a better leader in your home, in your workplace, in the church, wherever, an amazing 13 week class that you can go sign up for, so that's one thing people do, another thing is health, people want to have better health, they want to lose weight, they want to exercise more, they want to eat right, all these different things, right? And uh, I'll, I'll give another SoCo shout out to uh, our community groups. There's an opportunity for you to get in a group uh, that's active, biking groups, running groups. I have a basketball group, and, and I, will, I will make you chase me all over the court. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I'd love for you to come be a part of that and, 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 and get better in your health in this new year. And the last one is money. Money. This is the number one resolution. People want to get better with their money. Money. They, 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 they want to save um, more. They want to get ready for retirement. They want to start a savings plan. They want to budget. And so this is a goal that many people go into at the beginning of the year. Another SoCo shout-out. I would encourage you to check out our financial peace class. It's going to start in February. It's one night a week for 13 weeks, and it will change your life. Not just you, but it will change life for the next generation, your kids, as you start getting better financially. So these are some of the big ones, and, and maybe you've heard of this acronym that helps us achieve our goals. It's something I've used for years. My, my first year that Jess and I were married, we, uh, we started a, a routine of at the end of every year, we get away, and we set goals, and we set resolutions for the new year, and we use this acronym. It's called SMART goals. SMART, S is for specific. When you're setting goals, when you're setting a new year resolution, It needs to be specific it can't be this year i'm gonna run it's got to be i'm going to run every day a mile you got to be specific the next thing is it's got to be measurable so i'm going to run a mile every day or i'm going to read a chapter of the bible every day something you can measure the next one can it be achievable is it something you can actually do and um, I, I, my wife wasn't in the first service, so I could make fun of her. But she's here in this one, but I'm still going to make fun of her. And um, so my wife told me on, on, the, on the first day of the year, she looked at me and she said, hey, babe, I, I've got a new uh, an additional resolution. I'm like, okay, well, what is it? She's like, I'm going to save money. I'm not even going to shop. I'm not going to spend money on clothes. I'm not going to shop. And I just started laughing. I'm like, that is hilarious. I'm like, is it, is it New Year's Day or is it April Fool's Day? Because I'm getting confused here. I don't know what's going on. And so, a little while later, we're at a shoe store trading out some shoes my son got for for Christmas, and guess who comes up to the register with her own pair of shoes? We're not even 24 hours into this new resolution of hers, but you know how God works? Let me just tell you, they didn't have her size, and she didn't get to buy them. Boom. In Jesus' name. Literally literally in the car on on the way from the store, she goes, You're totally going to use that for an illustration Sunday like no never so the 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 next one is it has to be relevant it has to be something that fits with the season you're in. So if you're a single guy here today, a resolution of this year, I'm going to start a family. That's probably not a great start. Maybe maybe get a date first. That would be a good start. The family thing, that's 2020. Um, make sure it's something that you can do. Make sure it's something that is relevant to the season that you're in. And then last is, is something that you can time. So I want to do this by this date, or I want to read this much um, of the Bible by this date, or whatever it may be be something that you can come back to the table, because here's what happens. We abandon, we abandon them, so a lot of people, they want to read the Bible in a year, and and they get busy, and work gets busy, and then they miss two or three days, and like, ah, forget it, I'll try next year. No, no, no. February 1st, just start over. Just skip all the Leviticus stuff anyway and just start over in February and don't try to catch up to that because then you'll just lose. Same for every one of your goals, every one of your resolutions. And I like to add an acronym, a letter to this acronym, and maybe it's inappropriate, but it's A, so SMART A. And, And A stands for Accountability. You have to have accountability. You can't accomplish this stuff without having someone in your life to hold you accountable. So a couple of questions I might have for you is, um, do do you spend time with people that have similar goals as you? That's important. Do, do you have uh, someone in your life to cheer you on? To it, Maybe you're wanting to lose weight. Do you have someone that's checking in like, hey, you can do it. Hey, how's it going? How's the eating habits been? How's the resolutions been? And, and, and encouraging you to do better. Do you have a mentor, an accountability partner, or a friend who checks in with you? You need to have someone like that. Take advantage of relationships that you have in your life and make sure you're not trying to do things On your own. Some of you, you have friends that are maybe really into fitness and you have goals for fitness. Make sure you take advantage of those relationships. Have them help you. Maybe eating healthier and you know someone that's really a nutritionist or someone that's good with cooking uh, healthy meals. Talk to them about a plan and what they may, may be. These friendships can help you on that journey. Okay, I promise we're going to talk spiritual here as well, but I wanted to set up first what we do and what we fail to do. By the way, it's statistics. I don't know who, who comes up with these, but it's said that you are 80% more likely to achieve your goals and resolutions if you write them down just simply write them down. Last year, my wife, she wrote them all down and put them in a frame and put them in our room. We didn't accomplish them all, but we had them there and and we're doing everything that that we we know to do in order to accomplish what's going on in our life. So write them down, write them down, put them somewhere where you see them frequently. Um, Also, that's why we have this, this 21 days of prayer and fasting. We write this down so you can have it Put it on your refrigerator, put it in your car, and listen, join us in this. And, and maybe for you, it's fasting uh, fa- some food, and when we say fast food, it doesn't mean you only eat at McDonald's, it means you, you know, you don't eat. That was a dad joke. Um, and, and maybe... Uh, Maybe some of you, you, you need a real reason to fast social media for a while. Come on, somebody. You need to get off that junk and start focusing on your own life for a little bit uh, and, and really get clarity from God. And then on the back, we have 21 days of things you can be praying for, for SoCo and in our community. And, man, let's just all as a church, let's pray for that. Let's know every day. I know everyone at SoCo uh, tomorrow is going to be praying for all the families and marriages right here at SoCo. That, that, that feels good to me to know that. We also have 3 days. Every week for the next 21 days: Saturday mornings at 9, Tuesday mornings at 6:30 a.m., and Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. You can join us at our office. So watch online our social media, and we'll tell you where that is. It's at our office right down the street, and we're just going to come together and pray. Nothing weird. We're just going to put on some worship music and pray together as a family over some specific things. And we would love for you to join us in that. But make sure you're you're you're, you're taking full advantage of the people and the relationships that you have. And let me just tell you this, whether you know it or not, whether intentionally or subconsciously, everything that you prepare for your new year has to do with the goals and the dreams that you have in your heart. It's all about getting you to where you want to be one day. It's all about helping you accomplish these dreams that are in your heart. We all have dreams in our heart. Sometimes we don't know how they get there, but I'm going to share with you what that's all about. And let me also tell you this. A lot of times we have a problem of we set a baseline for what happened last year on what we want to do with our lives this year. That's a bad way to do things. Because I don't know about you, but, but there were some things in 2018 that were not great. Some of you might say it was your worst year ever. Coming off of your worst year, you don't want to look at that and say, okay, I want this year to be a little better than that because everything terrible happened in one year. No, it's not about that. In fact, let me just tell you this. You, can only, you could spend your whole life and you can only improve you, but God wants to renew you. You hear me today? You can only improve your mess, your brokenness, but God, he can renew you, make you brand new, and I'm gonna spend the rest of my time talking about that. And let me just tell you, it's gonna be my best message yet, all right? It's, it is, I'm about to preach, and so if you like preaching, good. If you don't like preaching, well, we lock the doors so you can't leave. Um, so you're stuck. Instead of fixing the mess, let's change our mindset. All this stuff matters. Because it's all, whether you know it or not, it's all things that are in our hearts to be better. And when we want to be better, really what we're saying is we want to be more Christ-like. We just don't know it. There There are people that are not even believers out there today, and they know they want to be a better person. What they don't realize is all they're saying is, I want to identify with Christ. They can't say that out of their mouth, but it's just in us because we are created in His image. So earlier we talked about relationships and how they matter. And when it comes to achieving our goals and dreams, let me share a relationship that matters the most. In fact, you can build your goals and resolutions upon this relationship, and it will be your best year yet. If you want, now, when I say your best year yet, you may have came today thinking, "Oh man, he's going to tell me how to make more money than ever." I'm not. I do want to tell you about a program. It's it's a pyramid scheme. No, not really. Um, you can have your best year yet. I get sidetracked sometimes, and I just mess up the whole message. Give me Renew me, renew me. Give me a a fresh start here. And I don't mean it's not going to be any tragedy in your life. I don't mean your job's going to just be perfect. What I'm going to tell you is there's a relationship that you can have, and it could be your best year yet, meaning no matter what you go through, there's still going to be joy in your life. No matter what you face, you can become an overcomer. No matter what you're dealing with, instead of it tripping you up the rest of your life, you take control of it. You take authority over it. So I want to share with it with you. Jefferson, will you bring me that box right there? Yeah. Bring it up. Just set it right over there behind those other ones. So, thank you. That's that's all. You did great. Thank you, Vanna. Yeah. We all need a Vanna in our life. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Uh, fresh start. <laughs> Now, give me another chance. There's a verse that I love. It's my life verse, and it's Psalm 37 4. And it says that when we take delight in the Lord, He gives us the desires of our heart. And that's something I have lived by. It's something that I speak over my life and my family's life. When we delight in the Lord, He will give us the desires of our heart. So here's what you need to understand. While the world is living their life like this, priorities are messed up. We don't know what we're doing. We're just we know we want to get better. Let me tell you what Jesus says in Matthew 7:24. Everyone who hears my words and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on the, on the what? On the rock. This foundation. This right here, when we build our hopes and our dreams upon God, things can happen. And let's go on and see what it says after that. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it didn't fall because it had a foundation on the rocks. So let's put it in modern day. We lost our job, my marriage has has been a struggle, my kids are not believers, finances are are, are just out of control, there's tragedy in my life that I didn't expect, things are happening, But, but because of the fact that I built it on the foundation of the rock, I'm not gonna fall apart. Meaning, people see me in a new way. And here's what happens, man. People, we, we, we prioritize so wrong, and we're like, okay, yeah, I want to focus on my job and my health and, 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 and all this stuff. And then we decide to put God up here, and our priorities get out of, out of whack, and things are shaky. And it goes on to say, whoa, I saved you right there. Hang on, hang on. Good. Thank you, God. Everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came, the streams rose, the winds blew, beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. That is how we live our lives. You know why 2018 looked like that? Because we didn't build our lives up on the rock. We got our priorities out of of whack. We don't understand how to live our lives. We don't understand what we need to build everything on top. Absolutely, I gave you that acronym, SMART. I talk about your goals and your resolution. Write them down, yes. But listen, none of that matters if we don't first build upon the rock. Amen, somebody? I want to help you with this. Revelation 21, verse 4. He's going to wipe away every tear from their eyes. There'll be no more death, no more mourning, no more crying, no more pain. The old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I'm making everything new. Now, he's talking about heaven. He's talking about the new heaven and the new earth. But here's what you need to understand. You serve a God who loves to make things new. You serve a God who is all about seasons. He gives us opportunities to start over. We don't have to live our old life. We can live a new life. He wants to renew you, not improve you. He wants you to be brand new in this year. And the way you can do that is by starting by putting God first. Amen? I want you to read what it says here in 2 Corinthians 5.12. When someone becomes a new Christian... He becomes a brand new person inside. He's not the same anymore. In fact, a brand new life has begun. So when we take this and we build a foundation, suddenly things change. Here's what the, the, the passage means. Just because you're a Christian does not mean you're a new person. It means you're identified with a new person, but it means you've started a journey. But you have only started a journey. There's still a ways to go. So yes, I put my faith in Jesus. It's a brand new year. What do I do next? Well, here's what we do. We understand everything has to be built up on the rock, which is Jesus Christ. And so now let's start setting our goals on top of a firm foundation, one that can't be shaken. One that when the storms come, we're all right. When other people are going through stuff, they, they, they're, they're sad, they're down, they're depressed. But when we go through stuff, we still have joy. And people start saying things like, why are you happy? Why, why is your life okay? Why are you not depressed like everyone else? Why when we, everyone got laid off, you were good and everyone else was concerned? Well, let me tell you all about it. I'd love to take you to lunch and tell you about the rock that I've built my life upon. And that's for you today. Instead of doing something different, let's be something different. Instead of improving the old you, let's become the new you. Matthew 6.33 sums it all up. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and everything else will be added. First, we seek God and know that all of this stuff, it will come at the right time. But we, we struggle. Let me tell you where We struggle. We struggle to trust God with our money, we struggle to trust God with our time, and we struggle to trust God with relationships. We struggle with that, and so we get impatient and we start putting things out of order again when God is saying, look, I don't deal with time the way you do. I don't think the way you do. My ways are higher. My thoughts are higher. So if you'll just trust me and focus on this part, this stuff will come at the right time. Do you believe that today? Is this a good reminder for you today? Let me give you four things as we close today that I think will change everything in your life. Not think, I know. I know if you'll put this into practice, so I want you to tune in, I want you to take notes, I want you to pretend to take notes, whatever you need to do, but I want you to understand this will change everything for your life. This is the key to the best year yet. Are you ready? Thank you. Anybody else ready? Can I just talk to you? Thank you. Number one is this in the new year, worship intimately. John four twenty-three a time is coming and has come when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. This passage is is I've heard it all my life, and, and I've always tried to figure it out. And, and and let me tell you what I believe this means. This was written in a time when it was still pretty new to understand what a relationship with Jesus was. This was written at a time when people had no access to God. They had to go through the priests. They had to go through rituals. They had to go through sacrifices. They did not have a personal relationship with God. And what I believe this says is, listen, you need to understand That while, yeah, there's a Bible, and yeah, there there are things we do, there's things I ask of you, you can have a personal relationship with me now. You can come in and you can worship. And I love that Jefferson said, just get alone with God. You could come in a crowded room and he is a personal Jesus. You can get alone with him. You're not singing to me. You're not singing to the band. You're singing to your God, your creator, your rock in your life. And when we come together and do that, I'm telling you, something powerful happens. Did you feel the presence of God in our worship today? It's so important. It's so important that we keep that in our lives. James 4, 8 says, come near to God, and he will come near to you. The the word come near, the Greek translation is in gizo, and it often refers to approaching God in worship. When we approach God in worship, he can't help but show up. Do you understand that? He can't help it. You may feel like, well, man, God just feels so distant. Well, let's just get back into intimate worship and see, because I'm telling you, he can't resist it. Yeah. He can't resist being in the presence of people who are worshiping him. Let me encourage you in this new year. Let me give you some real resolutions that matter. Make church a priority. Yeah. Look, I know you're going to travel. I know things are going to come. But, but the average Christian in America goes to church like 1.8 times a month. Let's be better than that. If the, if the church doors are open, man, let's be here when we can be here, knowing there's a fresh word for us, knowing there's a time of worship and encouragement, knowing that God's going to use us in an amazing way. I don't know about you, but I never have shown up to church, except for that cult meeting I went to on accident one time, and thought, just kidding, and thought, um, I wish I didn't go to church today. Have you ever had that happen? Like, But let me ask you this. How many of you this morning, don't raise your hand, woke up and thought, Man, I'd like to sleep in today. I'd like it to be uh, last Sunday at SoCo again. I know we all have it, and let me help you understand what's going on. There is a spiritual battle going on in your life. The enemy knows what's going to happen when you come get encouragement. The enemy knows what's going to happen when you get involved and plugged in and worship with other people. So he's doing everything in his power to shut you down, to get you to sleep in, to get you to have an excuse, and to keep you out of the house of the Lord. I'm telling you, and, and let me just tell you, I, I'm not trying to build my kingdom. I'm trying to build the kingdom, and, and I need some people that want to be true worshipers, that want to get on board, and, and I said in the last service, I felt the Holy Spirit tell me this last night. I, I, I don't want in 2019 for us to just play church. And I want to just admit, I was guilty as a new pastor, a new church last year. Sometimes I just kind of played church. This year, we're going to be the church. This year, we're going to believe that there's a presence of God that can come in, that can heal people, that can change lives, that can change everything for somebody. And if we're not going to do that, I just want to shut this thing down and sleep in on Sundays. But that's what we're called to do. And it starts with, number one, we've got to learn to worship intimately. That's why there's power in coming together. Make a commitment to Sundays and also do this on your own. Don't wait for Sunday. Live it. It's a lifestyle. Worship is a lifestyle. Amen? Are you guys with me? Yeah. Number two is this, get fed daily. Joshua 1.9, don't let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on, uh, meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be pr- uh, prosperous and successful. You see, this was written in a time when they didn't have 14 Bibles in their homes like we do. They didn't have iPhones. They, they didn't have access to the Word of God like we do. They literally would go and see it at the temple and they would see the scrolls and, and they would memorize the Word of God. They didn't have it in their homes. And so they had to go memorize it in order to speak it and to live it out. That is how important it was to them. Yet here we are, let's all feel a little convicted that we have access to it and we're too busy a lot of times, right? We need to learn to be fed every day, every day. I used to get so frustrated when people would post on social media and they're going through a difficult season if I can just make it to Sunday. I'm like, listen, that's not the God we serve. You don't have to wait till Sunday. Get fed right now. Get a routine in your life. Spend your mornings with God. It can be five minutes. It can be on the way to work. It can be your lunch break. I don't know, but get a routine where you're being fed daily. You have access to every podcast, every sermon, every book study. Uversion app has every type of devotional you could ever dream of. It is at our fingertips. Get fed daily. There's, there's a saying that someone told me one time only babies cry when they're hungry. You following me? If you're a m- mature Christian in the room, let's not be crying that we're hungry if I can just make it to Sunday. You're a grown man, feed yourself. <laughs> My wife tells me that all the time, by the way. <laughs> feed yourself. Get into the Word of God and understand He's a personal Jesus. I want you to want to be here on Sunday. I want you to crave community. I want you to crave the worship that we experience. But I also want you to crave a relationship with God where you get in the Word every day. Every day. We are in a generation now that is losing that. Losing it like crazy. People don't know the Bible. People don't understand the difference between the Old Testament and the New. We're losing it. we got to get back in the Word. Come on, give me a good amen if you believe that. The third thing is this. Oh, let me share this passage. I I got ahead of myself. Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp unto my feet, and it's a light for my path. The writer didn't say, you are a brush fire where I can see a mile off. The writer said, the word of God is a lamp. I can only see a couple of steps at a time. But when I get out of the word and I put my lamp aside, suddenly I'm walking in the dark. And next thing you know, 2018, a month in, we find ourselves on our own path. We find ourselves so far away from the Word of God and from His direction for our life, we're just walking in the dark. Get back in the Word and let it be that light, that lamp under your feet so that you can see the path that God has for you today. Number three is serve faithfully. Number three is serve faithfully. 1 Peter 4.10, each one, everybody say each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. The the, the phrase serve others comes from the Greek translation of diakonos, and that's where we get the word deacon or minister. Do you realize, maybe you didn't know this, every one of us have a gifting, have an ability that God gave you to be Ministers, right now we all are called to minister. That doesn't mean you have to come up here and take a mic and do this. That might mean that you love on kids and and you teach them about the Bible. It may mean that you're an usher and you. It may mean you're a first impressions person with a big smile that you extroverts run from and try to find the back door because you want to avoid them. It, it, it may be it may be serving in our production. Whatever your gift is, use it. To minister to others, we're called to do that. Your best year yet is waiting on you. Serve faithfully. Today, right after this service, we have a class called Next. Some of you have been putting it off. Some of you have been avoiding it. Today, it's a brand new year. Head right over here to Meteor Gallery. They have food. Keep your kids checked in if you have kids. And learn about SoCo. Learn about how you have a place here. Don't let the enemy tell you they got it all together. They don't need you. No, we need you. We want you. We want you to be a part of the body of Christ and live out what God has called you to do to minister to others. There's a place for you. And trust me, where we're going, we need more people to get involved. We need more people to get on board and help us reach more people. Come on, let me hear a good amen in the room. So I want to see you next today. Number four and finally is this. We need to connect regularly. James 5.16, confess your sins to each other, pray for each other so that you may be healed. The, the, The term sins there doesn't just mean sin, it just means your stuff. Get around some people that you can just tell what's going on in your world. Listen, I know some of you, listen, some of you in the room, you don't want anybody to know what's going on in your life. You're one of those, man. It, you're the same every day. You could be going through the worst day of your life and nobody would know it but you. That's not healthy. You got to have people in your life you could share your stuff with. You got to have that friend. You got to have that ride or die. You got to have somebody that you can just be real and open and say, let me just tell you what's going on. I need some prayer. I need some encouragement. I need some help because I'm going through this on my own. And let me tell you, the only person that wants you to go through it alone is the enemy. The devil would love for you to keep that stuff to yourself. Make that a resolution. Make that a goal for this year. I'm going to get some people in my life that I can be real with. Make it a resolution this year. I don't even know a lot of great people, but I know SoCo's got some good people. I'm going to get in a community group, and after 13 weeks, instead of being strangers in a room, I'm going to be in a room of family where I can share what's going on in my life. We started community groups before we even launched the church, just with our launch team. And I love seeing the relationships a year plus later that came out of that. People that spend time together all the time. That's waiting for you. Connect with people regularly, people that are going to help you. When we launch these groups in a few weeks, get on the team. Last passage, 2 Corinthians 4.16. Therefore, don't lose heart. Outwardly, we're wasting away, yet inwardly, we are being renewed day by day. A year from now, my prayer for you is Not that you need to hear this message again, but you're still living this life where you're seeking first God. You're seeking God first in your relationship, in your marriage, in your job, in your career, whatever it is. God first, God first, God first. Everything else is going to come. Do you believe that? Let me just encourage you again. All this other stuff's going to come together. But first, build a foundation upon God's word. Build a foundation upon a relationship with a personal Jesus